Our final look at NFL draft needs ranking our top five players at key positions for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And all of this is leading up to our final first round mock draft of the 2022 draft season. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, reunited with the best co-host in the entire world, David Harrison, both of us covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am over at BucksNation.com. David is over at BucksGameDay.com. And of course, we are on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Yeah, thanks again, Bucks Nation, for making us your first view or listen every single day. James only says that because I do all of the work. Our final look at, not all of the work, stop it. Our final look at the 2022 NFL Draft for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to start off with our top three team needs for the team entering the weekend. Now, we've we've done this a couple of times already during the offseason, kind of adjusted it as things went along. And, and honestly, since the last time we ranked the team needs, nothing really big has happened outside of Devin White's fifth-year option being uh, picked up, which was kind of a foregone conclusion, I think. Um, but let's look at this. So assuming, right, that uh, James, you, and Scott Smith, senior, senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com, are not correct, and Rob Gronkowski is not just avoiding re-signing with the team to get out of mandatory mini camps and workouts. Um, I'm going to operate off of this or make my list based off the assumption that Gronk and Sue are gone because as of right now, Gronk and Sue are not part of the team, right? So my number three need for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers entering this weekend is that tight end position, finding somebody to go along with Cam Bright. No, uh, you know, no offense intended to Cody McElroy, just not 100% confident he's ready to step up as a number two tight end in an offense that at least pre-Bruce Arians retiring was very heavy with 12 personnel. And according to Byron Leftwich uh, at, a, at a recent Arians uh, family foundation, uh, it's his offense. That's been his offense since they got here. So if that's the case, then we're still going to see a lot of 12 personnel, which means we need somebody other than Cody McElroy uh, being that second tight end. Uh, can't say that I fully disagree with you. I'll get to that in just a moment. But I am approaching this similar to the way that you are. I'm assuming Indomitian Sue is not coming back. I'm still assuming that Gronk is. So my number three position is running back. You do have Leonard Fournette back. You did bring back Giovanni Bernard. And you have Keyshawn Vaughn there. They need to find this the new Rojo as far as the person that's going to share that much time with Leonard Fournette. We know Lenny's the primary guy. We know Gio is the pass-catching guy, maybe even the the uh, 10 zone guy, depending on down and, and things like that. You know, Lenny's going to get plenty of opportunity in the red zone and in the 10 zone, but they need that tag team partner there for Leonard Fournette. I someone that could take on a heavier workload than I personally believe Keyshawn Vaughn is able to. My number two uh, position of need is defensive back, whether that's corner depth, whether that's safety. They pretty much kind of sort of almost in a way maybe sort of need both, right? So 
you you have two expiring contracts there in in Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean. You brought in two more safeties, but are you ready to hand a starting job over to Keanu Neal? What is Logan Ryan really? Because he's not a safety, but he's not a corner. He's just kind of a weapon. So they do kind of need to address both. So I put that number two on my list above the running back position. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be completely honest, if I was operating on the assumption that Gronk is coming back, which I would love to believe, um, tight end would not be my number three, but we'll get into that here in a minute. My number two is that defensive line without Indominus and Sue. Love Vita Vea, love Will Golston. I like Patrick O'Connors. I like uh, Rakeem Nunez Rochez. I like a lot of people that could provide depth for the defensive line, but none of those guys looks like a starter to me. So I would love to see this Buccaneers uh, team go out and get somebody that can line up with Vita Vea, William Golston, and it doesn't have to be day one. I think that's the important thing to remember is as we're talking about this, your number one, two, or three need may be a need on your list, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's where we're going to go in round one. My top need, James, for this unit is the defensive back group. Call it safety, call it corner, whatever you want. I look at the secondary group, and I feel like you have, like if it's a spades hand, you have a whole lot of maybes. You have a whole lot of peas and only two solid cards. You got Antoine Winfield Jr. and Carlton Davis. Everybody outside of that is a maybe. They're, maybe they're effective. Maybe they're a corner. Maybe they're a safety. We don't really know fully what they are. We need some more trump cards. We need to go get us a safety or go get a cornerback, someone that you can put in to a position and not have to play this game with, well, let's see where you fit. Let's see how dynamic you can be here and there and versatile here and there. Versatility is great. But eventually, if you have guys that can go too many places, it's really kind of hard to put them in a singular place and feel comfortable with it. Want to see them go get a guy who is made to play a specific position. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. My number one spot, because I'm a little more skeptical on Indomitian Sue's return than I am Gronk's. Plus, you don't have Steve McClendon there anymore. You, know, you have William Golston, all the guys that you just mentioned, but my number one need is the defensive line. You need somebody there with Vita Vea to fill that Indomitian Sioux role. And if Sioux comes back, great, wonderful. Icing on the cake, the cherry on top, whatever you want to call it. But Indomitian Sioux, it's one-year deal after one-year deal after one-year deal. You need a long-term person there with Vita Vea. So defensive line rounds out my top three as the Buccaneers' number one need this draft season. My honorable mention was your number three need tight end because operating on the assumption that Gronk does come back, the Bucs still need a tight end, right? They still need somebody else to come in and help out. You have Cameron Bray, you have McElroy, but how many offensive snaps is is he actually going to have? So you need somebody else to come in, and maybe it's a guy that only has – 15 to 20% of offensive snaps on the season, but you have him there developing, getting ready to take over that role for when Gronk inevitably does move on, probably with the retirement or the displacement of quarterback Tom Brady. So you can get a year ahead of the curve and not have your hand forced moving into next year's draft. So tight end, honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, even if you want to assume that Gronk is coming back in 2022, when he's playing with the Dolphins in 2023, you're going to need to make sure you have talent uh, waiting to take over in the wings. My honorable mention is your number three is running back. So obviously we see this team fairly similarly, just maybe in a little bit of a slightly different order for every reason you said there about running back. Ronald Jones, uh, 111 snaps or 111 touches rather last year. Keyshawn Vaughn had 40. I don't know if Keyshawn Vaughn is ready for a 70 touch increase. Uh, in year three. So I want to see him get a little bit of competition. Look, if he beats out that guy and proves that he needs those hundred touches, 
more power to them. And I'll applaud you all, all season long. But I want to see you go win those, not just get handed them uh, due to Ronald Jones being a trainer and going to Kansas City. All right. Well, now that we have our rankings, let's dive into some players that we are eyeing for the Buccaneers in those groups. But first, at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all wife's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece at all prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. And with Mother's Day coming up, it's the perfect time to get to know Blue Nile. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Mark Mother's Day was something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more at BlueNile.com. The best part, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Teed. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. This Mother's Day, give mom something she will treasure forever with fine jewelry from, from BlueNile.com. And locked on listeners, get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All one word. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that will not ruin what a wonderful surprise you have in store for her. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view every single day. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, available on the Locked On NFL on YouTube page and on the Odyssey app. James Jarko will be joining that live broadcast immediately following the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selection of one of the players we're about to name. So make sure you head over there and check out what James has to say about the pick. Time to dive into our top position group needs for the Bucs by identifying our top players in each, each group. But we're not going to do this in a traditional way. We're not going to be the five best D linemen in this draft. Instead, we're going to go day by day. So we're going to give you two names each day. Two guys that are, that are potentially at uh, the top of the board going into day one. Two guys that will probably be towards the top of the board going to day two. And then again on day three at each position group. And James, we're going to go in order this time. We started reverse order with our team needs. Now we're going to start with your number one need, which was the defensive line. Yeah, so obviously the number one name that everyone is talking about and has been talking about for the better part of a month as far as a day one first round target for the Buccaneers is Devontae Wyatt, the defensive lineman out of Georgia. Scott Smith, when he was on with you, he had mentioned Travis Jones. It's another name that's starting to generate a little bit of buzz. You know, if Devontae Wyatt's not there, Travis Jones would be a solid consolation piece. I'm not totally sold on his fit with Tampa, but that's Mm -hmm. why they get paid the big bucks and I get paid to criticize what the smart people do. Um, But if they end up skipping out, On the defensive line in day one, you have Logan Hall, who could slip into day two there, the defensive lineman out of Houston, or one of my personal favorites, Perrion Winfrey out of Oklahoma. The Buccaneers have had a lot of success drafting D linemen out of Oklahoma. I'm not saying. Wearing number 93. Eh? Eh? Flip the nine upside down. And now we're talking. Gotcha. 
Uh, if they end up ignoring defensive line for the first two days of the draft, some names to look out for that would really fit well and, and are really some of the better guys that you can find on day three are Matthew Butler out of Tennessee. Shout out uh, Evan Winter, big Vols guy, or uh, Neil Farrell Jr. out of LSU. Shout out Bailey Adams, big LSU yeah. guy, even though he's not from Louisiana. Um, yeah, so a good group of guys there. She really shows you kind of how depth that trench class is for the defensive side of the ball. All right, James, and then my number one group, of course, the defensive back group. And again, not necessarily the position group that I think the Bucs will draft in the first round. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but some good options there as well. And, and I'm kind of eyeing guys that fit a group, right? Not Or a position, not looking for your versatile guys. So as much as I love Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, I don't have him on this list specific, specifically because he brings the same versatility that a Keanu Neal, that a Logan Ryan, that a Mike Edwards, that uh, even even Sean Murphy Bunting maybe could bring uh, every once in a while. Maybe not so much SMB. But anyway, day one, you're looking at guys like Lewis Seen, safety out of Georgia. Some of you may have heard about him, read about him, because he's a very popular name in Buccaneers mock drafts. Another popular name, Kair Elam, cornerback out of Florida. Shout out to our Gator fans. Day two, if the Bucs don't go either way, got a corner and a safety from uh, for, for day two for both. Nick Cross, safety out of Maryland, not quite as high on him. As I am on a guy like Lewisine for obvious reasons, Cam Taylor Britt, the cornerback out of Nebraska, seems to be a very, very nice fit with the Buccaneers. And then day three, Tyson Anderson, the safety out of Toledo, is a guy who could be there at the very beginning of day three, round four, but also could last into round five. So if the Buccaneers move around a little bit, maybe uh, they find, find themselves in a position to grab Anderson there on day three. And then Kobe Bryant, who, uh, I mean, the name alone guarantees him at least 24 interceptions a year. Kobe. Right. Yeah. He has to, right? So uh, Kobe eight, Bryant. Eight passes defensed. And eight passes defense. It might just be eight interceptions, 24 passes defense, which I'll take either. I mean, still take, still take. <laughs> Obviously, that's not going to happen. So Kobe Bryant, but he's still a name to look out for there uh, on day three. And then my second group, uh, defensive line, day one. Again, you already mentioned a lot of these names, right? Wyatt Jones, Hall, Winfrey, Butler, Farrell. I, I think. The thing that might drop down the defensive line just a little bit, again, depending on what's going to happen with the Dominican Sioux, is the fact that this class is so deep because you look at this. And I mean, again, like James, Perry and Winfrey, depending on trade backs and trade ups and all that, he could be the Buccaneers' third pick in his NFL draft, feasibly, arguably, right, in, in a certain dynamic, and become a starter. Like that's that's how deep this trench class is on the defense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it would it would take some maneuvering for sure. I don't think Winfrey drops all the way to the Bucks third round pick, but yeah, it is possible. I don't mean third round, but I mean you trade right. back for twenty seven, you net yourself another two. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And, and Winfrey's a guy that can start for you. You know, maybe not day one, but we're talking by like week six, week seven. Mm -hmm. He could be a legitimate starter in the NFL. He's got a lot of tools, and uh, and yeah, it it does speak pretty highly to the depth of this class. And, you know, my number two group is the defensive back group. And, and I'm going to talk about the lack of depth here in just a minute. Cause you just named off, you know, all these players, Lewisine obviously is, is one that fans are starting to really put some eyes towards same with Kair Elam. Uh, then you have Nick cross from Maryland. I do like him. I do like cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska, but my big thing is, is I would rather go with a Lewis scene early or a Nick cross early because if Tyson Anderson is the number one safety left, I think I've missed out on the safety class and I'm just going to roll with what I have. So, you know, if you can, if you can snag a Kobe Bryant there on day three, I think you're in, you're in pretty good shape, but 
as far as the safety class is concerned, there's really once you get into day three, it's pretty pretty slim pickings. So you you would expect if Todd Bowles wants to get another safety, which he does, because Todd Bowles collects safeties the way my son collects Pokemon cards. Uh, find someone who loves you the way Todd Bowles loves the safety positions, uh, but he does a good job with them. So my oh. number three running back or my number three position group is the running backs. And of course, there's probably not going to be any taken on day one, certainly not one by the Buccaneers. I think the one guy you could see sneak in to the, the first round would be Brees Hall out of Iowa State. But you have guys available on day two, like a Kenneth Walker, out of Michigan State, he's probably going to go high on day two, so he may not even reach the Bucks' second pick. But you have Damian Pierce out of Florida, who we've taken in a lot of mock drafts. He's been linked to the Bucks quite a bit. James Cook, another guy out of Georgia. Your boy, Rashad White, who I yeah. passed on on my mock draft on yesterday's episode you. in favor of Kenneth Walker because they were both sitting there for me. Uh, and then Pierre Strong Jr. On, on day three there out of South Dakota State. So, the running back group, again, it's it's kind of a, a mixed bag. You could find a legitimate starter on day three. It's just kind of a luck of the draw. Which guy is really going to translate? I think the Bucks are better off. If they can land Kenneth Walker, great. If not, I would say Damian Pierce is probably the top guy. And then yep. you're looking at Cook and, and Rashad White. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, going back to the DB group, I think you hit the nail right on the head, and this is going to play into uh, our segment three here. But – the safety class, you really do. You have about a handful of guys. You got Kyle Hamilton right out of Notre Dame, who's not going to last to 27, even close to it. Uh, then you have Lewisine. Dax Hill is a guy that, I mean, some sites call him corner, some sites call him a safety. That's good in some aspects. It's bad in some others. Jalen Petrie is another one. Jaquan Brisker, really, those five guys. Like outside of those five guys, uh, if you count Hill in and Petrie as safeties, I don't really get excited about any of them. You know what I mean? Like they'll have potential granted, but I don't know that I get excited about any of those guys. So definitely maybe an inspiration to go a little bit earlier uh, at safety. My third group of importance was the tight end position because I'm going off the assumption that Gronk's not on the roster because as of right now, Gronk's not on the roster. So day one, again, just like the running backs, I don't see any tight ends going day one, but if anybody does, it's probably Trey McBride tight end out of Colorado State. Uh, I know some guys like Greg Dulcich out of, out of UCLA better, but I still think Trey is kind of your consensus number one. Uh, I still feel like both those guys are available in day two, but you also have guys like Jelani Woods, uh, an athletic specimen out of Virginia, Jeremy Ruckert, my guy out of Ohio State, uh, who can do a little bit of everything. And then day three, Gant Calcaterra, Gant, Grant Calcaterra out of SMU, Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin, who uh, I came into the Senior Bowl looking at Jake Ferguson thinking, you're going to get exposed a little bit. Well, actually, what he exposed was some pretty good talent. He actually looked pretty good uh, at the Senior Bowl. So, again, like the running back group, like a little bit of, of the defensive line group, a very deep class. And I think when you're drafting – you have to take kind of those things into accountability. And that goes into our honorable mentions. Your number three position group is the running back. That's my honorable mention group. Damian Pierce, Florida Gator. No, I'm not pandering to you, Joshua. I legitimately think Damian Pierce, one of the best running backs in this class, if not uh, the best all around uh, running back in 2022. Yeah, my honorable mention group is the tight end. And my guy for that group is Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end out of Ohio State. And no, I'm not pandering to you, my co-host. Uh, my thought process on this is at, at the stage in which the Buccaneers should be considering tight end, mm -hmm. Jeremy Ruckert is probably going to be the best tight end available. I do consider him better than Jelani Woods. So in this 
hypothetical, the way my brain is working, Trey McBride and Greg Dulcich are off the board. Mm -hmm. And the Buccaneers should already have two picks called in, scheduled for a press conference, ready to go. The earliest I'm willing to go tight end is the third round. And I think if you can get Jeremy Ruckert at the back end of that third round, you're getting a steal and you're getting a playmaker for your offense. Absolutely. And that's something you probably put money on. And there are a lot of prop bets going on this weekend with the NFL draft. You can find a lot of those over at betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all your latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information and live betting, including playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison. I'm not used to saying that. I'm never on the Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, but it's draft day, baby. That's why we're here. So, David, uh, of course, everybody follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at JRCO underscore Bucks at D Harrison 82. Let's talk about perfect pairings, right? Yes. Let's talk about the way these draft boards fall, where your number one position of need are the defensive backs. My number one position of need are the defensive linemen, but it's about all of it, it's about the draft as a whole. So, I'm not going to reach for a defensive lineman if I feel that there's another player at a position of need that's better and I can get my number one position of need in the next round with a better player than the comparable player of that other position. I really just confused a lot of people. Yes. Basically, what I'm saying is I don't have to take a defensive lineman first if there's a player in the secondary I like in the first round because there's a really good player along the defensive line in the second round, but not as good of a player in the secondary. It was laid out perfectly in the mock draft I did on yesterday's episode where I went ahead and took Zion Johnson in the first round, even though Trent McDuffie had fallen to me, and I was like, ooh, McDuffie would be an impact guy, but I can't pass on Zion Johnson. Then I got hosed and I couldn't take a corner until the seventh round. Mm, Those types of things will happen from time to time. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, when you talk about these pairings, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, that's, that's a prime example of it, you know, making the decision between taking a wide receiver in the first round last year or an offensive lineman first uh, last year. They obviously decided to go with Jamar Chase in the first round. They said that they liked the pairing of Jamar Chase with that second round O lineman better than the first round O lineman with a second round wide receiver, Panay Sewell. And, you know, for what it's worth, they went to a Super Bowl. Not saying that that's how it has to work every single year, but there's another example. There's there's a video. Uh, I mean, it's been out, but it's been recirculating recently of uh, Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, literally walking up to a dry race board, uh, going down the list, saying, here's who we think each team is going to pick on the way to our pick. Like, these, these staffs do mock drafts. They do these exercises, literally, that we're doing here on the show that you do at home from time to time. These staffs do these. And I promise you, I mean, you didn't see the clip. I promise you, Matt rules. So, okay. We go through, here's who we could pick. Boom. We got A, B, C, and D. All right. Now let's go through the rest of it. Now in round two, who's left A, B, C, and D. Well, if we take player a in round one and we come back and player in player B is there in round two, it's like, Oh man, we really like that guy. We could have gone back on this guy. That's why you do so many mock drafts. Um, so to get these perfect pairings. All right. Well, David, 
my perfect pairing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers does exactly what I just talked about. It goes defensive back in round one, followed by the defensive lineman on day two. And that pairing is the safety Lewis seen out of Georgia paired with defensive lineman, Perry on Winfrey boomer sooner, baby. Um, look, you are not going to get an impact safety like Lewis seen in round two. It's not happening, but the impact, the Perry on Winfrey can have for this Buccaneers defense, getting him on day two, that's the combination that you want. Yeah, you could go Devontae Wyatt or Travis Jones in round one, but then who are you getting on the back end of your defense in round two or round three that's yeah. going to have that kind of impact? It's it's the collective, right? All of these pieces have to work together, so you want to ensure that you're getting the best pieces possible regardless of where they're drafted. I If the Buccaneers walk away with Lewis Seen and Perry on Winfrey, after the first two days of this draft, a plus. It's already done. A plus. I don't care what the what they do the rest of the weekend. Yeah, I mean that that's a really good pairing. And look, you know, I, I wasn't as high on Lewis Seen as, as a lot of people were uh, through a lot of this process. Obviously, he's gained a lot of steam. I think Devontae Wyatt is a guy uh, that I think every Bucks fan kind of covets. I actually just wrote this for BucksGameDay.com on on Wednesday that uh, Devontae Wyatt may be out of reach for the Buccaneers at this point. I mean, Charles Davis. Uh, of NFL.com, his latest mock draft has Devontae White going 17th overall um, in, in the draft. I mean, the Buccaneers, even if you wanted to trade up for Devontae White, you're not going to trade up from 27 uh, to 17 to do it. So, Lewis Seen and Perry on Winfrey may very well be the best realistic pairing, right? But I'm going to go a little unrealistic. I'm going to say, let's say Devontae White does make it 27, James. I think Devontae White is, is the pick you need to go with. And as much as I love Jalen Petrie, because you know I love Jalen Petrie, I've been pounding that table. Uh, for for a few months now, he honestly reminds me a little bit too much of a Logan Ryan, and I wonder if how much he brings to the field outside of what Logan Ryan brings to the field. So I just I kind of feel like you already have that. I go Jaquan Brisker. So Devontae Wyatt with Jaquan Brisker in the second round, you still get that safety uh, early on in the process. You don't have to try to wait and, and sift through. I don't want to call them garbage because they're not garbage, but you know through the kind of the leftovers of the safety position. So Lewis C and Perrion Winfrey, that's option number one, I think. If we get if we get to play a little bit in the daydream land, I think uh, Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia and then Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State, uh, could be a could be a second option. Either way, um, we got two very happy co-defense coordinators. Yeah, no doubt about it. And even though you and I went with Jahan Dotson in our uh, network ultimate mock draft, and and I still like our reasoning for it. You yeah, know, when yeah. you take a look at taking Jahan Dotson in round one, you can as get- does Michael Irvin. Perfect. Just, name. Just four name. times. Uh, you know, you could pair him with a second round corner, or you could go because I don't even remember the the players that we had named. But you and I went through this exercise, and we were like, "What happens if we take Jahan Dotson? What happens if we take Kair Elam?" And with Dotson, we were able to also get Perry on Winfrey, and then for the life of me, I can't remember the name of that corner that you absolutely. I loved. think we went Zion McCollum after that. That's who it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. In in the third round, and it's like this this stack is better than that stack. So let's right. go Jahan Dotson here because the way this draft is playing out, we're going to come away better than taking Kair Elam at, at corner there at 27. But we're going to find out tonight, right? We are going to find out Thursday night when the Buccaneers select, hopefully, their first-round pick. They're going to trade out of it, and we're going to have nothing to do but twiddle our thumbs and lose sleep for no apparent reason. But uh, – uh, <laughs> 
For those of you watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast feed, your time is running out. If you want to enter our draft giveaway, you have until 7 o'clock Thursday night to send us an email, LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com, a voicemail, 813-444-5841, or a DM on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, telling us who you think the Buccaneers are drafting in the first round. If you pick the player right, you will be entered in with everybody else that chose that player. We will draw one name. Not all of you that that pick the right player are getting a jersey. We will pick one name out of those of you that guess correctly. That person will be contacted and you will receive a jersey of that player courtesy of David and myself here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. 7 p.m. Thursday. We are not accepting any at 7.01 p.m. or later. That's it. 7 o'clock. We got time for Hard. that. Hard. We got time for that. All right. Thank you for making Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen of the day. To continue your draft prep for Thursday night, make your second listen to Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL draft to life with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cadence, and with the 27th pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers select. We don't need Thank you for joining us here at LockedOnBucks. Bucks.